I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film. Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse. How are you, Kevin? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm reversing myself through this movie with ease now, and... Enjoying more of it than I'm not enjoying, I'll say. Wow, what what an <laughs> inversion versus last week's Kevin. Uh, you uh, you couldn't be bothered last week. No, I'm ex- I'm excited for my next minute too, and this minute has some interesting stuff to bring up, and uh, it, it's fun again. This is fun. I'm having fun. <laughs> uh, that's so that's so great to hear. It's so this, great. This movie is either fun if you're not thinking about it. Or if you're thinking about it so much <laughs> that it, you're just turning, it, it, your brain's just constantly turning. <laughs> it is. It is. We are we are cruising through. We are on episode 44, which means we are 44 minutes into the movie uh, from the from the beginning, and also 44 minutes from the end. Um, yeah. And should we should we just go into it? <clears throat> oh yeah, uh, let's jump. Let's go. I'm on. I'm on the red team. I'm first. Uh, <laughs> I'm at minute forty three twenty one to forty four twenty one. Last week, uh, we were. We last week's minute started mid uh, impact of our seven forty seven crashing oh, yeah. into the Freeport. Uh, we we picked open one door, got into a hallway, and now we're starting to pick open another door. That's where we left off. Uh, the first door we opened up was door number 10. Now we are at door number five. FYI. Following mm, uh, along. I forgot. You you had a good you had good insight <laughs> over like the door numbers. I've already forgot what that insight was. It was basically that like a, a temporal pincer movement is time to 10 minutes. Five oh, is the yeah, midpoint. Right. Five is the conversion point for both red and blue team that's used in the two temporal pincers we see. And then um, that was it. So I was just curious if there was going to be another door that says like zero. I don't know what it was. There is. There is another door. There's more doors. We'll get there. (laughs) Uh, We're going to get there in this minute. (laughs) Okay. So 4321, we pick up where we left off last week. Neil and the protagonist breaking into a layer deeper of this Pentagon Freeport door number five. Uh, and it's the same tactic they used to open the previous door, which we talked a little bit about last week that I don't quite understand, but Neil is doing something at the top of the door. The protagonist is, is using a pick to open an electronic keypad. And then they also have to put in a code. I don't understand the mechanics of this door <laughs> at all. Uh, let us know. at There's, a, there's a top lock, a bottom lock, <laughs> a middle lock, <laughs> you know? No, no, I don't. I don't know. I legitimately don't know. Uh, it's like so an many... average Brooklyn apartment. It's just got 50 locks on the door. <laughs> That's there's kind so of falling many... off the hinges. <laughs> there's so many YouTube videos on Tenet and like, you know, people breaking down 
you know, like this scene, right? Because there's two stories happening in reverse directions, right? I need a YouTube video explaining to me the mechanics of this the freaking door because it just makes no sense. Uh, yeah, I, it's um, it's surprising. It just shows like the amount of reverence that other Nolan movies have where there's like 50 um, YouTube videos about any one segment of Inception. <laughs> but like... It, 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 like there was a time when YouTube videos of Tenet were really big and it kind of petered out. So that just tells me there wasn't that much. <laughs> People really weren't into deep diving into this because I, I think it was just so convoluted. Right. Well, it's overwhelming, right? Like where it, do you even begin? Right. Like if, if we could make a video about a door, <laughs> uh, we could. Then we, I, absolutely. You could absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, but what's I, the point? I, yeah. I do have a question for you, actually. Oh. How do Neil and the protagonist get on the opposite sides of the turnstile? Great question. I'm going to talk about that. Okay. Uh, okay, good. No, I'm, I'm only sort of going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that at the end of my minute, and we're going to talk about it in my next minute also. Okay, good. Because that's one of those things where it's just something that happens so quickly. Right. It's, <laughs> it's one of the questions I have in my notes. Um Great foreshadowing. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's go. So we're, we're messing around with the door for about seven seconds. At 43.28, they open the door. Uh, they take a deep breath because this is going to be uh, uh, a no-oxygen room. And then what's funny is, like, I watched the scene, you know, to prepare for today's episode. Uh, and my initial thought was, like, when they open the door, it's like, why not lodge that door open in case they need to escape? Uh, which... They, that that does end up happening, right? So they, well, sort yeah. of. Also on my end, my previous two minutes, doors were not an issue at in, at all. Uh, no, they, they're not, are they? They just, they, just to show, my time in the Freeport is coming to an end very quickly. Yours is going to go on a little bit longer. Um, so it just, they, they kind of speed run the second time through the turnstiles. That's a great point, actually. Um, and I, it looks like the doors are closing behind them. Is that not the case? So yeah, this door, so they open door number five. They both walk in, they take a deep breath, they walk in. Um, the door slowly closes behind Neil. They head straight to the back door, which is door number four. Oh, it's possible okay. that earlier Neil, my blue team Neil, comes and like sticks his finger right before it closes. Well, no, because we'd see that. Well, yeah, we that, that doesn't happen. Mm. Um so they head straight. So they start working on the lock immediately. The protagonist breaks his pick. His pick gets stuck in the hole, uh, um, you know, because it's a ch cheap, you know, picture frame pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and Neil, security. <laughs> yeah, Neil looks back at the door that they came in at. He actually does run over to try and stop the door from closing, but gets there too late. Uh, the protagonist continues to work. Uh, with the broken pick to open. It gets very tense. It is a very tense little yeah. moment. Uh, Neil, yeah, yeah, Neil starts looking around. Neil's face actually makes it tense. like Because Neil doesn't really freak out at all during this movie, but his face actually shows a lot of concern. So uh, kudos to, to the Battens in here. <clears throat> I think it's that he has less oxygen in him. Like he was counting on the door opening. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Protagonist uh, has a bit more reserve because he practiced his yoga. <laughs> yeah. But Neil's kind of winging it. 
Well, so but he's he he's looking for a contingency, right? So he he immediately tried the door they came in. That was no good. He keeps looking mm. around for another exit, and then they show that uh, the garage door, right? That 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 pull down door, uh, and it's broken and it's like flapping at the bottom a little bit from the explosion, which also makes me wonder, like where where the hell are they in this Freeport? Um, again, logistically, that like like why is that door? Why is that a door, an, an entrance, or an exit to this art room? Right? I don't think it should be. Because this is the—is this the last door? No, no, it's not. We're in the middle. Okay. We're like in the middle. But anyway, this is where that that garage door is because it's the first time, from my perspective, from the beginning in this movie, we actually see it and we see a yeah. little bit of damage from from the collision here. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, we see that. Uh, the protagonist does get the door open. He flags down Neil. Um, they go through the door and they gasp real loudly. Right? That was a mm-hmm. that was a that was a close one. That <laughs> uh, brings us to forty three fifty five. We're almost done. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, we get a nice little cut back to the exterior. Uh, lots and lots of gold on the tarmac. So <laughs> oh, nice little. Nice little gratuitous shot of hey, remember when we blew up a plane uh, and dropped some gold out the <laughs> we dropped some gold out the back of a of a grenade hole in the back of the seven forty seven. Um, <laughs> so that we cut to forty four oh three. We're back in the hallway. Uh, Neil and the protagonist they've kind of collected themselves. Uh, Neil whispers to the protagonist, there's someone in here with us. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Um, and it's them. Oh my God. Um, he hears himself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Around the corner. So here we go. They approach the two doors, one with a red logo, the other with a blue logo, and then a Rotas logo up above. Wow. Okay. Uh, these doors aren't numbered, but which is disappointing. I, I wish there was like a number one on them or something. Um, so now the protagonist goes to the blue door. Neil goes to the red door. It, Neil knows what this is. <laughs> I think conceptually he knows what it is. I don't think he knows what's going to come through. No, that's true. <clears throat> He's there just to show this to the protagonist. Uh, to, to further the ruse that he's using to get closer to the algorithm well he needs to get educated on what this is right yeah and he needs to do it slowly so he's just kind of going through the motions for the protagonist's sake but also he he, again he just said there's something in here with us which means there's um a good chance yeah because at that moment in time the protagonist the earlier protagonist is non-existent in that space yeah. yeah, it's just so. Neil and Cat that's around the corner. We see that in my previous minute. Right, previous minutes. It was like three minutes ago for me. I think. Yeah, I think that's true. I guess you know because because the, like... both protagonists explode out of the machine at the same time. So there's a period where he doesn't exist in that space yet. It's hard to get your head around. There's. I have a lot of questions coming up. So. Um, I have a lot of questions coming up. Wait, wouldn't the other Neil be on both sides? 
Neil does exist on both sides, but the the later Neil is yeah. is hiding better because he just has to get cat through the like he's waiting <laughs> for the fight to happen so that he can get cat through the turnstile. That is both the signal and the distraction for exactly him to get cat with the yeah, you're yeah. right. So he's waiting for that. Huh. Oh my god. This this is where you get deep into it. <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit on a major plot hole pretty soon. Um, <laughs> really soon. Maybe we should have made next minute. We should have made a name for these, like tenant holes or tenant. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Tentacles or <laughs> tendrils. Missed opportunity. Dang- dangling tendrils of tenant the dangling tendrils of tenant that's my youtube video coming to you in 2023 that's the title of your ted talk <laughs> that's the title my this is my ted talk i can't even think of the name now ted. dangling <laughs> tentacles of dangling tenet. tentacles of tenant yeah oh that's I, i'll work on it <laughs> um Anyway, so we have the two doors. So the protagonist goes to the blue door. Neil goes to the red door. Uh, and then the protagonist struggles with the key code. And uh, at, at the last second in my minute, Neil says, do you need a hand? <laughs> oh, yeah. To the protagonist, because the protagonist is struggling. Which again, like, we, we, I think I alluded to this last week. Like, Neil is the better locksmith, which we know if you've seen the whole movie. Why yeah. does the protagonist, why is the protagonist responsible for the picks and stuff in this scene? Shouldn't it be Neil if he's the, the better one? Anyway, that aside. Uh, it could be possible that Neil learned his lock picking skills from the protagonist. And uh, the, the fun part would be if you meet your mentor at an earlier stage. Is kind of like the 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 Back to the Future going back and meeting young Doc Brown, yeah, and being like, oh, you, you know, seeing him struggle with something, you know, he's going to be really good at in the future, enough to teach you how to be really good at it, and just kind of like nagging him, going, oh, you need a little hand there, you having trouble with that lock there? <laughs> Here, this is the second one you screwed up, by the way. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's fair. You can, and you can't you can't give your mentor the answer because then you know, they'll never learn. They'll never learn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you just kind of have to egg them to be better. Egg them on. To... Right. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Need a hand, and that's the end yeah, of my it. minute. That's it. The protagonist does respond. Actually, yes, uh, <laughs> but that doesn't happen until next week. So stay tuned. Oh, okay. We left on a cliffhanger. Oh yeah, big one. <laughs> uh blue team you are up all right the blue team <clears throat> we're back in the script again so we actually have dialogue we're starting out in the shipping container um so this is my last freeport um minute from now on we'll be in the shipping container i actually previewed a couple of minutes and i'm very excited about some dialogue coming up that i feel like i've never dissected or we've ever even talked about um so, but we're starting off mid-conversation. Um, something, one thing that's interesting that came up was that like the they didn't put the shipping container where they thought it would be. What do you mean? So that they they mentioned that like they didn't bring us inside. They were expecting to be inside. Oh yeah, the airport. Right. So that's everything right. that we see for the most of this minute is improv, <laughs> which just kind of heightens the situation. Um, 
there's a major differences in the action between the script and um, what we see, but um, I'll go through both of those. So let's see. Uh, we start with the protagonist saying he's giving up the plan. This is the impromptu plan. We get Cat through the breach. I take care of Seder's man and secure the vault. Then you bring her in. They sing that as they're prepping Neil. Neil is putting the respirator on Cat uh, and covering her up with um, a blanket and stuff. Um, so it's interesting that at this stage, the protagonist thinks he's going to have to deal with Satyr's man. Like he's not intuitive enough to realize he's going to have to go in there and fight his earlier self. That feels like a plot hole. Yeah, I feel it like... It does. It feels like he should have caught on to that by now. Once he's in the gear... Like, wouldn't he have realized, like, oh, my God, I fought this <laughs> Wait <guy."> a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like it should have clicked a lot earlier. Also, by the way, now you just reminded me of a thought I didn't cover in my minute. When Neil says someone else is in here, right, in my mm -hmm. minute, I I believe he doesn't know who that is. I don't, like, in, he doesn't know. Yeah, yes, my that, is, that is correct. In that sense of where Neil is in the movie. He does not know they're coming back to this event. So wouldn't his safe assumption in that at that time be that, uh-oh, uh, there's probably Seder's people in here right now, and we are both unarmed? Yes. He should be more worried than he actually is. Uh, correct. But he's also... <laughs> is, is he coasting on the notion that he knows the protagonist survives? Oh, I see. That's a good point. That's too. the one thing Neil always has faith in, no matter what. He knows the protagonist has to live through this. Maybe what's happened's happened. Anything can happen now. Oh fuck yeah! Right. But like, <laughs> he, he seems to have a lot of faith in this guy. <laughs> he does he does? This is his mentor. This was his Obi Wan. <laughs> uh, you know, so he's kind of like, whatever happens, we'll deal with it, and he's maybe on a suicide mission from the minute one. Yeah, I think that's fair. All right. Whatever. Okay, but yeah, carry, carry yeah, on. Carry on. So that's what the protagonist is dressing up as the person who beat him up earlier in the movie <laughs> and says, I'll take care of Seder's man. Uh, then you bring her in. Uh, here's and here's clue number two. Hey, uh, Neil goes or no, the protagonist knows there's a small hole in his shirt. And he opens it up and realizes there's a cut underneath it. Um, Neil goes, how's the arm? And the protagonist goes, not good. <laughs> um, uh, then just as there, uh, he's looking at the little porthole and he says, we move the second we hear the engines. All right. He's tightening the uh, cat's gurney. Um, and then Neil notices there's blood on the floor. Uh, Neil says, you're bleeding. Let me take a look at that. That happens at, oh, by the way, I started out at one hour, 40 minutes, 21 seconds. We're now at one hour, 40 minutes, uh, 41, uh, 45 seconds. So he said, he notices that, hey, that's a, that's a real cut. You're really bleeding. So it's getting worse as they get closer to the event. Neil says, you're, you're bleeding. Let me look at that. And that's when they hear uh, the sirens uh, and the waning engine. Uh, and the protagonist uh, just uh, throws open the door and they're, they're out into the chaos. 
Um, now I'm just, I'm going to read the description that's written out because not much of this happens, and some of it's <laughs> interesting. Because <laughs> I also just love the way it's written. <clears throat> Exterior: apron, Oslo Airport, continuous. It is kind of one continuous shot for a little bit. Uh, it says on to pandemonium. Fire crews battling the blaze. Chunks of metal on the ground ignite, shudder, and leap into the airframe. Streams of water rise up onto the plane. Uh, the protagonist hurries backwards, pulling the gurney towards the plane, steering around debris that might suddenly... A sheet of flaming metal spins off the ground, shearing into them, knocking the gurney. They duck, holding onto the gurney. The metal flies into the air, slams into a hole on the side of the plane. The protagonist spots a line under the fuselage between the flames towards the breach. The protagonist yells, come on! Uh, Neil looks up as the black smoke gathers, forming a massive cloud over the plane. A shockwave starts to build in the air around them. The protagonist pulls Cat and Neil under the fuselage as a curtain of fire starts gathering around the wings. Centered on a half-destroyed jet engine, they pass through the hole in the wall, licked by flames, which leaves frost on their clothes. Ooh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that's something that does not happen, but that would be interesting given what we've already heard from him getting hypothermia from the earlier fire, that they would be covered in frost as they run through the flames. Um, it does not happen in the movie. <laughs> right. What it happens would, in the movie is yeah. quite dull compared to what's written here. Um, they uh, ran out of money. They had to crash probably. a freaking jet. <laughs> yeah. We do see s stuff like that happen in the third act where there's something on the ground that all of a sudden leaps up into the air and reforms into a building, right? Or the protagonist and, and, steps on something yeah. that then flies and he flies off of it. Um, so they save that for the third act. But basically, they just run um, underneath the fuselage of the plane and the firemen are um, walking backwards as the water is being sucked back into their hoses which I think is cool enough as a shot. And then the, the flames aren't really as backwards as the water is, but the water looks cooler uh, going backwards into the hoses um, and the flames are getting bigger as they go under um, uh, the fuselage. Um, and then they just kind of <laughs> go un rather unobstructed through this scene that we've already seen before. I remember the flames like not being that intense either, but maybe I'm misremembering. It's, it really is not it's compared to what I read. Like I read that and I was like, oh, wow, this must be way cooler than I remember it. It's really not. They really just run through. They never get knocked over like it says <laughs> in the script. <laughs> yeah. But the frost uh, thing um, I thought was was really cool. And then that that's that's actually it. I mean, I know I said oh, wow. I had dialogue, but I had more dialogue than I did last time. Um, because um, then this gets us uh, to where they stage right outside of the loading dock. And then the next thing the protagonist is going to say is, I'm going in, wait here, which sets up uh, the, the fight uh, that happens um, before. I thought the frost thing was really cool. You have uh, some really great dialogue coming up in a couple couple episodes when they're talking like about physics and time travel in the container. 
That's yeah, that's I was surprised by that because I always go a few minutes ahead or I don't <laughs> in going backwards, I usually watch three minutes. I usually watch two minutes into the minute I'm going to log. For you need this, to because to discuss, yeah, yeah, because you need some context. I don't have uh, I don't have to do that pre-work. So <laughs> yeah, this you're whole, right because everything is continuous for you. <laughs> yeah, this whole project has been so much easier for me than it has been for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you took the hosting responsibility, so I took the um. That's true. I took I, I took the co-pilot seat. Who it does surprisingly more work than the pilot. <laughs> I, I well, I wasn't considering that. I don't. I do very little prep for each episode, but it does take me time to edit and post. So that's fair. Maybe it's maybe it's even. Uh, oh, since we're we're about done with our minutes, right? Yes. Okay. I, do we do shout outs? What do we call them? The tenant. Um, uh, I don't think we've yeah. ever done a shout out. I, I just stumbled across a startup podcast. Um, called uh, Friends at Dusk. Oh, and I was like, oh, well, what are they doing over there? And they're just—it's a Nolan appreciation podcast that's named after a line in this movie, in Tenet. So I was just—I thought, I thought I would chat them out because um, it seems like if anybody's listened this far into this particular episode, <laughs> that might be another podcast for you. <laughs> they're on—they're very early on, um, and I just stumbled across them. And if any—if this project has also taught me and you anything, it's that. Um, Making a podcast really isn't that hard, but growing a podcast is maybe the most difficult thing ever. So <laughs> it is, it is. If but uh... can, yeah, if we can give them some love um, and help them out, you might yeah. and fans of this might be fans of that. Absolutely, uh, I feel like we need to do like a collaboration at some point uh, and talk about, at the very least, talk about Tenet. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe they could teach us something because <laughs> we don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um that's awesome. Friends at Dusk. That's a good name too. Yeah, I, I think it should be no friends at dusk, but that's something I'll discuss with them. <laughs> <laughs> Another missed opportunity. That is kind of a downer name though. No friends at dusk. <laughs> wow. All right, yeah. Thank you all for listening to the Tenant Men podcast. This has been episode 44. If you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, review on whatever service you found us on. Uh, rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movement of the film next week. And until then, we'll, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning. Friend.